What is good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Guerrera, and welcome to SB Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you will find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday. But before we do, we want to remind you, the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, we may have just witnessed... The single greatest playoff weekend in the history of organized football. One team gave up the most sacks in a postseason game in NFL history and still won. Another team scored zero offensive touchdowns and still won. A third team gave up a 24-point lead and still won. And a fourth team gave up a go-ahead touchdown with 13 seconds left in regulation and still won. And if that wasn't enough, every single game ended on the final play from scrimmage. Let's get into it. We begin in Tampa Bay with the Rams and the Bucks, and we fast forward to the third quarter because if I don't, the show will be way too long. So Rams dominating the game. They held a 27-3 lead and get ready to hear a lot of Dave Pash and Ross Tucker on Westwood One because they have to tell the story because I still can't believe I actually witnessed it. So 27-3, Rams get the ball back, and on the first play from scrimmage, this happens. Play action and boot to the left, a throw to the left behind Cup, and he caught it at the 44. Then he fumbles the ball on the far side, and it's scooped up. It's picked up by Murphy Bunting running right to left at the 30. Breaks a tackle, trying to get outside, thrown down at the 30-yard line by Akers. But that's the play the Buccaneers had to have to have a shot to come back. Cooper Cup puts it on the ground after a catch. And the Buccaneers in business at the 30 of L.A. So the Bucs move down the field and finally break through. High formation behind Brady, under center, takes the snap. Give to Fournette, running right. Fournette into the end zone for the touchdown. Finally, Tampa Bay with its first touchdown. It comes with 12 seconds to go in the third. Brady and the Bucs aren't done yet. Then the Rams get the ball back. They go three and out. Bucks get the ball, and on the first play of the drive, Brady is strip-sacked by Von Miller, and the Rams get the ball. So what do they do with it? One play later, Matthew Stafford is not ready for the snap, and it goes right past his head, and the guy with seven functioning fingers, Jason Pierre-Paul, picks it up for Tampa Bay. Amazingly, the Rams' defense holds, and Tampa turns the ball over on downs. So, Rams get the ball back. They kind of get back on track. They drive down the field 49 yards. Matt Gay attempts a field goal, but he's short on a 47-yarder. So, Bucks get the ball back, but they don't do anything with it. The Rams stop them. But guess what? They get the ball. They go three and out. So, Tampa has the ball back. Down by 14 points with a little over three minutes left in the game. Brady back to throw on second and seven. Throws a deep ball. Got Evans open. And he's got it at the 10. Into the end zone. Touchdown. It didn't look like Jalen Ramsey knew where the ball was. Do you believe what just happened? No. Tom Brady does it again. I don't understand. That's the only thing you can't let them do if you're the Los Angeles Rams. What is happening right now? Dave Pash and Ross Tucker on Westwood won again. So that touchdown makes it a one-score game with the Rams getting the ball back, right? Scary, but okay. Surely they're not going to turn it over again, right? There's no possible way that they could hand off Akers up the middle, 25, fumble the ball, and it's recovered at the 30-yard line by Tampa Bay. 
goodness. Down seven with 2.25 to go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What is going on right now? Levante David jumps on it in the box. I mean, is this real life right now? What Incredible. is going on, Dave Pat? Incredible turn here. What's going on, Ross Tucker, is that the Bucks had the ball. Down by seven with 2.25 to go. Brady drives down to the Rams' nine-yard line, and on fourth and one... Give the Fournette running right, breaks the tackle, and he's going to score! Leonard Fournette on fourth down, off the right side, from nine yards out with a touchdown! 42 seconds to go in regulation. The game is tied. How? We have no idea. Westwood won again. So, after the kickoff, the Rams would get it back. 42 seconds left and one timeout. Matt Stafford, who does he look for? Of course, Cooper Cup, 20-yard completion. Rams are at their own 44-yard line with 27 seconds left and no timeouts. Stafford straight drop back, pressure off the edge. Deep ball, middle of the field. Cup is open. It's pulled in inside the 20 by Cup and down near the 10. Clock is moving, 18 seconds. Rams trying to get up there to spike it. L.A. did eventually clock the ball, and Dave Passion, Ross Tucker, can you please finish this off for us? Snap, ball down, the kick is up, and the kick is good! The Rams are going to the NFC Championship game, and have we seen the last of the most decorated quarterback in NFL history, Tom Brady? Is he done? The Rams looked like they were done the way the Buccaneers came back but they still win it in regulation, 30-27. to 27. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> Stafford came up big in the biggest game of his life. Westwood won on the call. Rams win. Rams win in regulation, 30-27, to 27, and they are going to host the NFC Championship game next week against the 49ers, which means an NFC West team will go to the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four years. For the Bucks, after the game, Bruce Arians said on that deep ball to Cooper Cup, they had a blitz on, but not everyone on the defense heard it, so they were supposed to have more people blitzing, apparently. It didn't get communicated to everyone, and guess what? The Rams took advantage. Now, as for Tom Brady, he didn't say much about his future after the game, but I'll let you hear it. I haven't put a lot of thought into it, so you know, we'll just take it day by day and see, kind of see where we're at. Did you at least take a moment as you came off the field or, or at any time today to, to think about that, to think that this, this might be the last time I'm out of here? No, I was thinking about winning. That's kind of my mentality always, to go out there and try to win, give my team the best chance to win. What's the biggest factor for you, Tom? What would be the biggest factor for you? in making that decision going forward? Tr truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game and I'm not thinking about anything past five minutes from now. Now that Tampa has been eliminated, this is the first time since 2009 that neither Tom Brady nor Aaron Rodgers will play in a conference championship game. If you thought that was good, the nightcap was even better. Let's go to Kansas City, and once again, we do have to skip ahead. Going to the fourth quarter this time, more specifically, just past the two-minute warning. The Chiefs are up 26-21 with a minute and 54 seconds left in the game, and the Bills are facing a fourth and 13 to keep their season alive. Shotgun snap. Allen pumps. Looks left. Throws left for the end zone. Wide open. Touchdown! Gabriel Davis! The loneliest man in Kansas City. No one within eight yards of him in the back left corner of the end zone. Davis with his third touchdown catch of the night. None bigger as the Bills 
convert fourth down to take a 27-26 lead with 154 to play. Kevin Kugler on Westwood 1. The Bills would also get the two-point conversion to give themselves a three-point lead at 29-26. So here comes Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Second and 10 from their 36-yard line. Just throw it to Tyreek Hill. Mahomes backpedals, pressure coming, throws. Hill's got it in midfield. Hill into the open field at the 40. Turns up the right sideline to the 30. Speed on at the 20. Inside the 10. All the way home for the touchdown. He outran the Bills. All the way in for six from 64 yards away. Kansas City 32. Buffalo 29. 102 to go in the fourth. Westwood won again. Hill threw up the deuces, hit the afterburners, and put the Chiefs up 33-29. to But Josh Allen was not done yet. He drives the Bills 56 yards in five plays all the way down to the Chiefs' 19-yard line with less than 20 seconds to play. Shotgun snap Allen. Chiefs rush four. Pocket holds. Allen throws over the middle. Caught. Touchdown. Untouched into the end zone. It's Gabriel Davis. One beyond the hat trick. He's got four touchdown catches tonight. And the Bills take a 35-33 lead with 13 seconds to play in Kansas City. Kugler again on Westwood One. Have a day, Gabriel Davis. Over 200 yards, and you are the first player in NFL history to catch four touchdown passes in a single playoff game. But there was still... 13 seconds to go. So, Kansas City gets the ball back. The Bills do not kick the ball short of the end zone, so no time goes off the clock. Kansas City has 13 seconds left, two timeouts. Mahomes hits Tyreek Hill, 19 yards. Chiefs stop the clock. So if Kansas City was going to get in field goal range, they needed one more big play. Shotgun snap to Mahomes. Bills rush four. Mahomes throws. Kelsey open inside the 40. Breaks the tackle and down at the 30-yard line. Timeout. Kansas City, three seconds to go. They put themselves in position to send us to overtime. And a field goal try coming up for Butker. And if you left with 13 seconds to go, you can't come back in. No, Kevin Kugler, you can't come back in. But afterwards, there will be about 10 million people that claim to have been at Arrowhead Stadium to watch this game. So it came down to Harrison Butker. Can he send the game to overtime? Good snap. Good hold. The kick is on its way for Butker. It is good. We're going to overtime. We're going to overtime in Kansas City. More football, more divisional weekend. Kugler is all of us on Westwood One. More football, more divisional weekend. Just took it to my veins. So to overtime we go where Josh Allen would make his only mistake of the playoffs. Did he throw an interception? No, he called tails on the coin toss and that gave the Chiefs the ball first in overtime. And I think you can tell where I'm going with this. Mahomes gets the shotgun snap. Pumps, throws for the end zone to Kelsey, adjusting, makes the catch, touchdown! Travis Kelsey with a touchdown in the back right corner of the end zone. Kansas City wins it, 42-36 in overtime. And the Chiefs will host their fourth straight 
AFC Championship game. Westwood won one more time. That's how the greatest playoff weekend in NFL history would come to a close. Such an incredible game. There were three lead changes after the two-minute warning and 25 points scored in the last minute and 54 seconds. And if that wasn't enough, afterwards, Andy Reid might have had the quote of the playoffs. Do you have any special advice to Pat right there when Buffalo took the lead for the last time? Yeah, when it's grim, be the grim reaper and go get it. The Chiefs will host the Bengals next Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Now, when it comes to the Saturday games, you probably already know what happened, so I won't dive into that. But you might not have heard some of what was said after the games, so let's take a listen to a few players. First, let's start with Cincinnati and Tennessee. The Bengals get the stunning win off the foot of rookie kicker Evan McPherson. Here's Joe Burrow talking about the confidence that rookie had just before the biggest kick of his life. Oh, that guy's unbelievable. He said, so he was talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick. He gave a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship right before he went out there to kick it. That takes some stones, I'll say that. The win was Cincinnati's first ever road playoff victory in their entire existence. But don't talk to Joe Burrow about being Cinderella. I'm tired of the underdog narrative. We're a really, really good team. We're here to make noise, and you know, teams are going to have to pay attention to us. We're, like I said, a really good team with really good players and coaches, and we're, we're coming for it all. On the flip side for Tennessee, obviously there was heartbreak. Here's Ryan Tannehill. Oh, it's brutal. I mean... No one in the locker room thought thought we'd be where we're at right now. Um, you know, a lot of confidence going to this game. A lot of confidence even throughout the game. Things were going our way, but we were battling and finding ways to make plays and and wanted to put ourselves in position to to win it in the fourth. We had an opportunity to. We just didn't make those plays. It is going to be a long, long offseason in the Music City. Now, in the NFC, the 49ers moved on in stunning fashion after a walk-off field goal of their own, and that upset has already jump-started the talk about Aaron Rodgers' future, which he, of course, was happy to contribute to right after the game. There are a lot of decisions to be made, and, you know, key players, a lot of guys who played the night, you know, so many guys' contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff, so... A lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, if, you know, if I'm going to keep playing. So uh, a lot of decisions, you know, in the next couple months. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but I just will point out the following statement is 100% true. Since 2017, Aaron Rodgers has the same number of playoff wins as Blake Bortles. There was also a bit of interesting news from outside the playoff bubble on Sunday. NFL media's Ian Rappaport reported that Saints head coach Sean Payton has not yet committed to remaining with the team in 2022. Unnamed sources tell Rappaport it's unlikely that Payton would coach another team next year. Instead, it would be a, quote, mini-retirement after an incredibly challenging and difficult season. Here's the thing. Peyton still has three years left on his contract, so if he did retire and then return in 2023, the Saints would be entitled to compensation from whatever team Peyton ended up coaching, the same way the Cardinals were when Bruce Arians unretired after one year and went to the Buccaneers. By the way, in case you're wondering, the Cardinals got a sixth-round pick in that move and gave up a seventh. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please follow the SB Nation NFL show and leave us a five-star rating and review as well. Enjoy your week, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.